Hello again, this is Emma once more, just letting you know that this is a previously recorded episode. I think this one was even earlier than last episode. I believe it was like January. Not really sure, you'll find out in the episode most likely. But yeah, just another behind schedule episode. Um, The next couple episodes after this though have been recorded more recently, so I won't be doing an intro. Um, we'll probably just jump right into the subject matter. Uh, I am very excited about this episode, so I hope you enjoy. Hello! Hello! It's been a hot second. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And this is More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. And we're doing a Pockwiffer aesthetic. Yes. Which is fun. Yes. And we are doing an episode on the movie Submarine, which Which is just a very important, I think it's very important to both of us. Um, I think it kind of was like a milestone in our friendship at some point, too, because I think that was, like, one of the first movies I showed you. Oh, yeah, I distinctly like... associate it with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I think it was your birthday or something. Yeah. I don't know what year. It was, like, a... 17th, I Yeah, think, something like I that. I mean, we always watch, like, a movie for your birthday, and yeah. I just remember you really wanting to show me this movie, and, I, and like, because you was... talked about it before yeah. that. My favorite movie has changed since but this is still like top tier for me but this was my favorite movie for like many years for like five years or how something. did you even like come across it or like when did it when did you first watch it i that's really hard because i remember like hearing about it and wanting to see it and then like finally seeing it and being like wow um the guy who directed it um is a famous like british comedian richard iwade um and he was on a tv show called the it crowd which is one of my favorite British sitcoms, Britcoms, and, um, so he directed Emma it. just knows things about British culture, like, <laughs> I just British pop that. culture. Britcom, I just coined that, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm sure someone else has coined it, but, it's like, a good I word. Um, but anyway, so, he directed it, but I also, the main actor, Craig Roberts, is like, I love him, he's great. Um, I think I didn't love him until after his, oh, but I know what it is. The soundtrack, part of the soundtrack, as I'm sure you know, is written by the Arctic Monkeys lead singer Alex Turner. I think, I think I listened to the music a little bit first and then watched the movie. So I kind of have, like, two connections into, like, how I found this movie. Yeah, that's what I figured. Because I know you're Arctic Monkeys stan at one point. (laughs) Yeah. We're in her her bedroom and she has, like, a poster of the Arctic Monkeys (laughs) up. So, like, yes, like... Very much. If I ever, like, call people and I'm, like, sitting on my bed, too, like, that's the only thing that's behind me, and it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still am in Arctic Monkey Stan. They just haven't released anything since I, yeah. like, kind of fell out of the loop, so not my fault. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I came across her. And then for you, it was... Yeah, I mean, you show, showed me yeah. it, and you sat me down, and, like, you were like, watch this movie. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, you and, like, <laughs> no, and, like Claire and Ardella, Yeah, yeah, right? like, it was, like, was a few it. of us, and... <laughs> We watched it, and I really, really liked it, because I think just instantly it's visually so appealing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a beautiful film, so even if you don't, like, care about the plot, like, you can just enjoy the scenery, which it takes place in Wales. So it's just a gorgeous, yeah. like, seaside 
view, but also just, like... Classic UK, like... Yeah. I th- it's really cute. And, like, I think just the characters are endearing. And, yeah. like, it's it's very, like, sweet coming-of-age film, which I feel like, I don't know, I always love, like, a good coming-of-age film. I am film. such a big fan of coming-of-age yeah. films. My favorite kind of films are usually coming-of-age films. Yeah. Um, I've kind of ventured out of it since high school, <laughs> which, like, makes sense, but, like... Yeah, I definitely, like, am a coming-of-age film kind of person. Yes. Anyways, okay. So, the film was made in 2010. Like I said, directed by Richard Iwade from IT Crowd. Also from a bunch of, like, um, British comedy things. So, like, he's been on Taskmaster. He's, um, what's it called? Hosted the Crystal Maze. He, um... What are these things? They're British, just British shows. British Don't worry shows. about it. Okay. Um, it's going over my head right on now. on Big Fat Quiz a lot. Um, he's been on... on oh, also, he's, so, he's an IT crowd, right? You're going to know this one. Um, Noel Fielding is also in an IT crowd, and Noel Fielding has been, like, one of the hosts of The Great British Bake Off. So, like, that's how a lot of people might popularly know Noel Fielding. He's great. He's also from the Mighty yeah, British. Yeah, I which, really like that, too. <laughs> Which is a, a show I've introduced into my <laughs> Interesting. Very acquired taste, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, so if it was based off... Sorry, you want to no, say No, no, you... you, you okay. Go. If yeah. it was based off a novel, the novel Submarine by Joe Dunthorne, um, but I have attempted to read the book. I need to try it again. Um, and I did not like it as much. Mm, really? Yes. Richard Iwadi, despite being, like, a comedian for the most part, actually has, like, a very distinct uh, filmic eye. So, like, if you've seen some of his other stuff, which he only really has, like, one other feature film, which is, um, it's with Jesse Eisenberg. Is this um, his debut film? This summary was his debut film, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was also Craig Roberts' debut, um, like, lead role film. It was, like, the first time he was, like, a lead. Um, He's with- the main actor yeah. in this film. Yeah, yeah, um... But yeah, it was oh yeah. But Richard Iwade definitely has like a unique like he kind of like has a similar level of quirkiness to Wes Anderson. It definitely like reminded me of that in like yeah. certain aspects. It was different, but the same like qu- like quirky quality is is I there. I think he's even less predictable than than Wes Anderson. Which yeah, I know you're thinking like oh, but Wes Anderson is so predictable. But I don't think he's like actually that predictable. I think we just assume like some things are like very Wes Anderson. But um yeah. He also has this quirkiness. Richard Arwede also has this quirkiness to him. Um, like I said, Alex Turner's soundtrack. Um, also, just a... I've never been able to find, like, the uh, incidental music soundtrack. Mm. I also think it's very good. Yeah, I know. Definitely, like, certain parts of the film, there's, like, a or- orchestral, mm-hmm. like, parts, too, which are really, really beautiful as well. I know. <laughs> just I the music and everything. I've never find them. Like, I want really? to listen to them. Uh. Yeah. You said it was Welsh. It is Welsh. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I love that because I feel like it's such like a it's such a tiny country, and I don't know it doesn't really get a lot of stories written yes. about it. So yeah, it gets well. They say in the opening block, um, the main character that Craig Roberts plays is I can't remember his name. Suddenly now I like it. Oliver Tate. Oliver Tate is like I'm from a land called Wales, which usually just gets associated with England, but it's like completely a separate country from England. Um, it's just part of the UK, so it's not actually a separate country, but... Yeah, it so is. the beginning starts off, like, uh, there's, like, it's separated into a prologue, mm-hmm. um, like, part one, part two... Part three. Part three. Epilogue. An epilogue, which I think is a really cute stylistic moment, which definitely mm-hmm. reminds me of Wes Anderson. He has, like, different, like, font yeah. that come up. 
Um, Which Anderson sticks to, like, his, like, Rococo, like, like his very, like, um, put-together thing. I think part of, like, Richard Iowati's aesthetic, in, especially in this film that I like a lot, is that he kind of, like, allows it to feel homemade, which sometimes, like, Wes Anderson stuff is, like, too perfect. Anyway, So we should get maybe into, like, the summary of it. So I was Wait, saying. hold oh. on. Um, I know, I know you want to. I just want to say a few more things because okay. the cast is actually star-studded. Um, so Craig Roberts um, is now a director, actually. He's been in a lot of things, um, but he's 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 been in, like, Jane Eyre. He's been in, he's had, like, his own TV shows that he's, like, starred in. Um, but now he's actually a director. Um, and his most recent film was called True Beauty. Um, starring Sally Hawkins, who plays his mother in this film. Sally Hawkins is, at the time, she wasn't, like, the biggest star in the movie. Now she's, like, definitely the biggest star in the movie. Because she was, she played the lead role in Shape of Water. Um, and also, um, in, like, 2006, a few years before this, played the lead role in Happy Go Lucky. Which is another, just, like, a very good British film that I would recommend. Um, but yeah, she kind of, like got super famous yeah from shape of water which is a spectacular must watch still haven't so. seen that you should watch it uh. i really like it um it's just weird i know i know i want to watch it I it's know really it's weird. good <laughs> there's glass in the pot darling i can't tell but keep making appointments to sweep. so yes Brief plot summary. We'll try to be brief. We never are, but... Well, let's try to do, like, we have our parts, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a relatively simple plot. No, it's not. Well, I think that every time I go to watch it, and then I realize that it's, like, over two hours long, and I'm like, wow, this movie is so long. So, I guess it's, like, a simple concept, but, like, it's very convoluted. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot happens, but it sticks to the main, like... Sticks to Oliver. Yeah. It's it's a character-based film. For sure. Yeah. And so it sticks to Oliver and, like, everything that happens with him. Okay, but let's do it by the parts and give me brief thoughts. So, prologue. Prologue. So we're introduced to Oliver Tate. He's immediately just a very, like, mature for his age kid who kind of just has a very clear idea of, like, what he wants to do and, like, everything. He's he's very, like, analytical. I actually think he's not mature for his age. I think his over-analysis is due to, like, him being immature and, like, trying to understand the world. Well, I feel like, like he really thinks he's mature. Like, yes. he takes himself very seriously. Way too he seriously, goes to school yeah. with a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> like, he takes himself... He kind of reminds me of um, Kevin from Home Alone. Have you ever seen Home Alone? Have I ever seen Home Alone? I'm just... I'm just like, I feel like what one movie you said, like, really famous movie that you said you didn't see, or someone I knew didn't see Home Alone. But it, I guess it wasn't you. Okay? No. <laughs> it's, like, my mom's favorite Christmas movie. Well, just, like, um, the, like the kind of, like mature immature kid who like narrates the thing oh yeah like, yeah well the whole scene you mean you're talking about the scene where like kevin is home alone and he has to like brush his own teeth or like he has a buy yeah. toothbrush and like he puts on like the aftershave and like right? his yeah. and his like dialogue is it sounds like an, like something mm-hmm. an adult would say kind of thing mm-hmm. like he just has a very like wide vocabulary and oh just yeah talks like he knows what he's talking about but like doesn't well one of his things is that he like reads a dictionary for fun it's like right. nobody does that but all yeah. tape does um, so yeah, he's a very sophisticated looking kid, um, acting kid, yeah, acting kid, and kind of just maybe a bit of an outcast, um, and so we're introduced to him, and he narrates the beginning of the prologue, and he lives in Wales with his two parents, who mm-hmm. seem to have, like, a bit of a struggling relationship, mm-hmm. but that, we get into that a little bit later. 
So I think what one thing that's really significant about the prologue too is it's actually like it does all those things, but when you look at it visually, um, it's really the moment in which you're you're setting up the visual aesthetic. So like we're seeing all these different places, we're seeing all these like color schemes, and like also like in the prologue we get like a bunch of like mixed emotions, like we get like all different themes from the soundtrack, um, like all at once, just to like kind of set up these different like moments that you will see later on in the film, right. which I think is really important. Um, we're also introduced to Jordana in the beginning. Briefly. Of, briefly. And just kind of like the little, the characters that we'll see. Part one is Jordana Bevins. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about part one a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So the love interest of this film is Jordana Evans is her last name? Bevins. Bevins. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is infatuated with her and like kind of gives us an analysis of like who she is. She's kind mm-hmm. of like uh, a little bit edgy. She's not a popular girl. So he says himself that gives him a better chance to like uh, well, he says relationship with it, with her. She's not popular enough that he she's out of his league. Yeah, but she's popular enough that if he dated her, he would give her a little more like notoriety. I guess I don't I don't remember the word he uses, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, she's kind of like um, a little bit of, like a bad girl. Like she like participates in like bullying and like she smokes cigarettes. Like she's a little bit like out there. Does she smoke cigarettes? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, she, when they went under the bridge, like, she had, like, a cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if she actually smokes or not, though, but maybe, I think it's, a, what you're saying is it's implied, mm-hmm. which, yes, it is. Yeah, but, um, she's kind of just, like, a little edgy um, It there. is the 80s, though. I don't know if people were, like, I said, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know if that's, like, a bad girl thing to, like, be smoking in the 80s. I think it was, like, you know, she's not, like, edgy? a sweet, like, yeah. innocent, true, true, you know, true. girl. Like, she's, you know as attitude. That's true. That, uh, is, that is yeah significant. Um, yeah, and it's also, part one is really just about um, Oliver trying to, like, date her and, like, establish his relationship with her, which he does by the end of part one. Yeah. Um, I mean, she so kind many, of... like, iconic moments. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, There's, like, um, the... He has her, like, over for dinner so that he can, like, sleep with her, and it's, like, really funny because he, like makes the room like the bedroom really like super like romantic and stuff and then she's like you're a serial killer <laughs> and she like immediately leaves and it's just so it's funny but also yeah. um to build off of jordana too i think uh she's kind of like the polar opposite of like the typical romantic like romantic female lead like that's like how she's like established and she's very just like not into like romantic stuff um she's very like closed off like she doesn't yeah. like share her feelings easily whereas like Although Oliver is like very, you know, serious, he he does kind of wear his heart on his sleeve. Like he, yeah. you know, but he like, like use the word like love, and she's like, like get away from me, absolutely not. Um, because I remember there's this one part where he's like showing her a checklist that he like wrote on his hand. Because he he also like writes everything. He like has to write a letter for everything. He has to like type Ta- everything like type up. A yeah. personality. Like talk about a totally. type A personality. Yeah. Like. He, like, makes this list of, like, reasons why she should sleep with him, and the first one is, you're, like, madly in love with me, and she, she, like, takes the marker and, like, scribbles that one out. It's a funny moment. There's a really beautiful compilation, or is that in part two? That was in part one. Part one, where, um, they kind of, where they finally do get together, and, Mm -hmm. like, they're just, it just shows them, like, going out on, like, a long date, and Oliver, he's, he definitely, he romanticists, like, he... (laughs) 
like is thinking about these things and as like a grandiose like love affair but I mean mm-hmm. she's just like like a girl he's dating in like I don't know they're in like middle <laughs> yeah. school oh um, uh, yeah they're like 15 16 I think. yeah something uh. like that around that age and so um the style of the film changes to this like little uh camcorder style it's a super eight so super, super eight. eight is like um it's this like like the original handheld like handheld film camera and so like in the 80s people would buy like it would be like buying a camcorder except for it's like film and so you'd buy like super 8 film and you could like film like the original whole movie sort of um i guess it actually came out in like probably like the 60s but like was more available in the 80s and it was probably like now it's considered like really cool and like vintage and old-fashioned yeah in the 80s i think it was even maybe like kind of just outdated you know like cds for us today but maybe in like 10 years right it wasn't cool enough yet yeah yeah so he kind of there's this little compilation of like them you know going to the beach and like playing with fireworks something about like arson and like jordana is like a thing yeah she likes likes fire they also like light matches and stuff so she always burns the hair on his leg which is funny (laughs) yeah so she's like a little like Violent tendencies. She shows her love in a different way. Yeah. Her affection in a different way. Exactly. So, I this is a really, like, beautiful and aesthetically pleasing, like, bit where they're kind of just, like, going to the beach and, yeah. like, lighting fireworks. And there's, like, an interesting lighting where it gets, like, all red at one point. Yes. It's in the light of the fireworks. Lots of, like, red colors. Like, lots of, like, pop arty colors. Yes. Like, mixed. Oh, I also, a note I used was that, um... I don't, Iowana uses a lot of, like, tropes, like, film tropes that in film school they're, like, do not use this, but this film is, like, a perfect example of, like, this used really well. So, like, montages. There's, like, many montages in this film. Like, it's almost overused, but because the film is stylistic and because the narrator, the narrator has such a distinctive voice and isn't just, like, a random person, um, I think that makes the montages, like, so much more interesting. Same with, like, the voiceover. Like, voiceover is, like, a no term. Really? Like, yeah. They're always, like, do not use voiceover. There's so many things that use a voiceover. But that's the thing, is that all those things that do use voiceover, it's because the character is so unique and, like, dynamic that it works. Mm. Especially for, like, film students. Like, you don't know how to write a character like that yet, so it's, like, stay away from that. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of... For some reason, I can think of, like, Fight Club, but, like, I haven't even seen Fight Club. (laughs) But, like, I know that the main character is like super dynamic so that's why voiceover works you know um and then if there's things that like seem kind of cheesy with the voiceover it's usually because the narrator's not that great like anything's Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think you're thinking specifically of Catch Me If You Can mm, I've never seen that one I don't really remember it but I don't like it so I don't want if the sun's in your eyes Tighten your blindfold, baby. Don't worry, your foot won't get So that was part cold. two. That was part one. Part, part one, I mean. Jordana Bevins, yeah. And so, so they start the relationship. It just seems like a very, like, very positive yeah. thing. Like, it worked out, you know? Okay, so part two is Graham. I can't remember his last name. Graham Purvis. So right. it's about the magician. So another mystic. Mystic, like, psychic mystic. <laughs> guy that like um it's patty considine who is actually also super famous i think when this film was made he was probably like the biggest name in the film oh really i remember watching yeah i remember watching like interviews and everyone was like oh my god we get to work with patty considine like oh my god and i was like okay <laughs> yeah. he's like a big irish actor that's why 
So he, I don't know, I forget, like, how he comes back, but um, he he returned to, like, Wales or the village that they're in. I think it was just, like, he wanted to move there. He, like, so, yeah, he moved back from being somewhere else, and, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and he brought, like, his mystic company with him and his, like, girlfriend, who was Gemma Chan. Yeah. Um, I just realized it, like, this time watching, I'm like, oh, that's Gemma Chan. Yeah. Okay. She, well, because like, I think when we watched it the first time, she wasn't as big as she is now. Yeah, that's but true. since Crazy Rotation, she, like, took off, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. His girlfriend is Gemma Chan. She, like, has no lines, so she's no. kind of irrelevant. Yeah. But anyways, so he comes back, he, like, has his, like, you know, whole psychic uh company he rides around in his van it's all about colors and like how colors it's actually interesting because i he talks a lot about anxiety and i think it's interesting that it's actually like some kind of like mental health thing that has to do with colors but like i think um something that's interesting this shows something interesting about oliver that like oliver's not always right about everything um so like him seeing like this company that Graham has that actually, like, helps with, like, combating anxiety, he, like, automatically just puts it as bad because Graham owns that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, like, interesting that, like, maybe this actually is, like, a good thing that could help people, Yeah, I think we're just not given that perspective. Yeah, no, it seems like he has good intentions, this yes. dude. Um, but anyways, he, he's kind of, like, the only, he's, like, the main clue that, like, we're in the 80s, honestly. Like, everything yeah. else is pretty, like, toned down, like... I think... His mom, I'm always, like, every time I watch it, I'm, like, she stands out from everybody, but... Everyone else is kind of, like, in maybe non-specific, like, period outfits, I generally speaking. Like, no one's, like, super, like, oh, you're definitely from the 80s, except for this dude who has, like, a mullet. Yeah. And, like, he wears, like, vests, I think, and, like, his whole Everything is leather. Yeah. No, he's definitely, like, walking out of the 80s. And I think it's funny, like, they don't overdo it with... It doesn't distract from the plot, I don't think. Because I think, like, some movies try to be, like, so hard to be in mm. a specific time period that um, you kind of, it just kind of detracts from it. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, no, I think it's, like, a period drama that's not about it being a period drama. It just happens to take place in the 80s. Yeah. And I think that works, like, so well. Yeah, like, I don't want it to be, like, super gimmicky 80s. Like, mm. I just think, like, we don't need that. Yeah. I didn't um, live during the 80s. I don't need all the weird 80s references. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Exactly, yeah. So, like, little things. And yeah. honestly, I when I first watched it, I didn't know what era it was, like, at all. Because I think it's a bit ambiguous. Yeah. And then, like, I think I think it was when I read the book that I was like, oh, this is the 80s. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely, like, the most significant. Um, but his main, the how he propels the plot forward is that um, we find out that when uh, Oliver Tate's mom, Jill, was, like, younger, Graham was, like, her quote-unquote first love, which Jill denies, but, like, Oliver Tate just, like, comes to this assumption, which she does with a lot of things. Um, <laughs> it's important to note that, like, Oliver is very invested in his parents' relationship. Like, <laughs> Yeah. When it starts to fall apart. I think before then, he doesn't really care, because mm-hmm. he mostly spends time with Jordana. I like how he just drops the idea, like, oh, my, my routine checkup of my parents' bedroom. <laughs> like, he, like, <gasps> searches throughout their bedroom. <laughs> There's this whole thing with the dimmer switch. It's amazing, because he, like, I think it's so funny that he had, like, this whole crisis through the, like, the, if the dimmer switch is, like, down, it makes his parents, like, we're having sex or whatever. Um, we have, like, a PG-13 podcast, right? That's okay if I say that. Um, <laughs> and then if he... And if it's not, it means I weren't. So that it's... 
the dimmer switch has not been down a lot recently, so that's like he's like, oh no, and they're like yeah. not bringing me together. Well, yeah, so he lets us um, know that he believes that his parents are like, you know, having marital problems. Yeah, and so in comes this like dude. That was his mom's past fling or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, that immediately causes more stress in the relationship, and Oliver is very well, much reporting to us, like, how it's yeah. all going down. I think his dad gets, like, minimally um, jealous, but it doesn't, I think, <laughs> Oliver does a lot of stuff that makes it worse, <laughs> and it's like, Oliver, please. Yeah. But I wanted to say something, um, that with the dimmer switch thing, I love, I want to, I'll talk about this later, but what I love that I already does is, like, the dimmer switch comes back way later when Oliver's having his own crisis and, like, the dimmer switch is down, like, while his parents are, like, fooling around and he, like, turns it all the way up <laughs> and, like, leaves their room and it's just a really funny, like, moment. Right. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, so Graham comes and disturbs everything. Yes. So, basically, oh, so Graham, uh, Oliver is thinking about, he wants to, like, tell Jordana, like, confide in her, like, his parents' marital issues. Um, but then she tells him that his mother has a brain tumor. And her mother has a brain tumor. Yeah, sorry, her mother has a brain tumor. Jordana's mother has a brain tumor. Um, and so he, like, meets her parents, and, like, he's supposed to meet her at the hospital. Um, and then he doesn't, and then it's, like, he and Jordana are over. Yeah. But at the same time, things with his parents are escalating, and his dad, like, has, like, depression, and, like, he's getting severely depressed during this, and is, like, not, like, really doing anything. Um... And his mom is kind of, like, getting frustrated by that. And so right before, like, part three starts, um, she goes off to, like, meet Graham. Um, and, like, this, like, freaks out um, Oliver because he thinks that his mom is going to have an affair with Graham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was when you say that you need me tonight, I can't. Keep my feelings in disguise. The white parts are like part three yeah. is called Showdown. Yes. Okay, sorry. You start. No, no, no. So he wants to like stop the affair before it happens. He's basically <laughs> anticipating it happening. So he's kind yeah. of just like watching like his mother's like every move. He's yeah. listening in on her phone conversation. Yeah. So at this point in the film, I forget, is this like when New Year's Eve is? Yeah. Okay. He bikes over to like there's this, apparently, in his town, like, there's this, like, fireworks thing that happens. He sees Jordana there, and then he sees his mom going into Graham's truck with Graham, um, into his van. Um, he's like, oh my god, the affair's gonna happen. So Oliver goes to Graham's house and, like, pees in, like, his shoe or something. It's so weird. And, like, pukes and, like... Like, he just tries, tries to light, like, his bedroom on fire. It's so weird. Yeah, but. he just tries to cause, like, a mess. Um, he said that he wants Graham to think that he's, like, unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And just, like, kind of scare Graham away, yeah. is, I think, is his goal. So then after that, n- no, like, real affair happens. Um, yeah. Like, he believes it to happen. He actually, Graham finds him in his house. Yeah. So he gets, like, well, sent home. Yeah. And then his parents are like... Have basically resolved their issues and are like, we're sorry about like. Yeah, I think they this. saw like the effects that it was having yeah. on like their kid. Like, okay, like let's. But I think also like I think like what did happen with Dylan Graham like which wasn't anything really. Um, basically like was enough for like his parents to like talk about what had happened and like actually solve issues. Yeah. Um. So then like, they're solved, but then 
it like wraps back to the like Jordana and like he it doesn't change the fact that uh, did we mention he didn't show up to the hospital right yeah so he didn't show yeah. up yeah so it didn't change the fact that he didn't show up to the hospital to like see Jordana because he was distracted by his parents um and so now he's like depressed because like his relationship with Jordana is like yeah and she got a new boyfriend yeah. so he's just like you know he like writes a note like reasons for killing himself and reasons yeah. to not kill himself and one of them is he would never see Jordana again so he's just like very oh, that was reasons to not kill himself yeah or that was reasons to kill himself yeah oh, okay okay <laughs> and so then um so yeah he's very like teen ex at this mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm. like he is just in an emo time yeah. for and there's himself. this whole montage which is this is where like the dimmer switch thing happens but um like the little gag but what um this is, like, one of the big points that I wanted to point out. It's, like, he's depressed during this montage, which is, like, important. And, um, basically what happens is everything that we've seen at the beginning that, um, is, like, his normalcy, like, that whole prologue sequence is, like, everything that's just, like, oh, him going here, him doing this and, like, explaining his yeah. life is, like, reflected in this, like, depression montage where he's either, like, not doing anything in those spaces or, like, doing really weird things that you're just, like, what are you doing, you know? Like, um, and I think it's a good, like, reflection of, like, yeah. him normal. Yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, uh-huh. that's a really good point. Yeah, it kind of just, it shows, it's like the prologue again, except, like, now he's a changed person and yeah. he can't, like. It's all visual, too, which yeah. is really well done. They definitely talk about depression in this film and, like, allude to it a lot. Yeah. Uh, specifically, like, his, specifically his father dealing with depression and. Like, using, like, the underwater, yeah. like, metaphor for the whole, it. That's where the title submarine comes from. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, I, there's so much, like, water imagery that I didn't mm-hmm. even, like, realize until I watched it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then what I think is interesting is that part three actually resolves with he confronts Jordana. At school, he's like, this is the part where you leave him and come with me. And she's like, is it? And she, like, doesn't leave. And it's like, oh, heartbreaking. It's so, he yeah. references, like, that a lot, where, like, he thinks he's kind of, like, in a movie, mm-hmm. in a way, where it's like, oh, and this is the part where the camera would zoom in oh, yeah. or something, like, in the beginning of the film, so he's well, very... he said, like, that it would crane out, but he, uh, as of right now, his life would not, his life story would not have that budget, so it would just zoom out, which I thought was really funny. Um, yes. But, but yeah. He's he, very, he, he just very romanticizes, yeah. like, his whole life. Like, his life is, like, a movie for him. And I think that's important, because what Ayawadi does really fun with that is he makes a lot of, like, homages to, like, classic film, and, like, like there's a lot of scenes that, like, I don't even know if I could, like, pick out what film it is, but, like, I know, like, what period or, like, what kind of director it's, like, homaging, you know. Is that a verb? Can I say homage like that? Homaging? <laughs> Making it a So then very, very, very end. It's the epilogue. Epilogue, yeah. Which I actually think that he uses epilogue incorrectly, but that's okay. Um, yeah. That's okay. It's fine. Um, but anyways, um... Yeah, it's the epilogue. Epilogue. It's basically... <laughs> basically... Um, We're on that beach that we see, yeah. like, in the beginning. We also see it when they go on their date. Um, so it's very, like, the, the seaside is, like, a very important, like, setting. Yeah. 
And um, he just talk. He has like this reoccurring dream that like takes place on the beach, and he just like goes there every day until I'm just gonna see to the end. Finally, he sees Jordana, and then basically finally like hash it out, and she's yeah. like, "You're the worst," and he's like, "I know." <laughs> she's like, "Why are you the worst?" And he's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> and it's like really funny. Because um, I think on, like, my, like, a thousand rewatch or something, I was kind of, like, he is kind of the worst, like, a lot of the times. But I think it's, like, good that at the end he kind of, like, recognizes Yeah, he that. takes accountability for it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we aren't given, like, a solid, like, concrete ending where, like, oh, they're def- definitely getting back together. But we do, like, see, like, yeah. them resolving, like, they're apologizing apologizing to each other and like and realizing they enjoy each other's company. Yeah, being like, yeah, happy to, like, be with each other once yeah. again. Which... Yeah, I just think it's, I think it's really, like, sweet, because I didn't, I think, also on this rewatch, I didn't realize, like, how Jordana really does, like, have a special, like, special feelings towards Oliver, and not just, like, he wasn't just, like, a boyfriend to her. Yeah, well, she, like, rarely kind of shows that in the film, because she's <laughs> super, like, closed off with her emotions, but, like, she definitely, like, here and there, she will display, like, how much, like, she was really hurt by the fact he didn't go to the hospital, like. And I think, like, they did the most, like, intimate things with each other. Not just, like, sex, but, like, things like he met her parents. Or, like, things like he was supposed to be, like, her support for, like, this thing that her mom was going through. And I think that's, like, that was different for her and him. And it, like, says a lot that she trusted him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, like, like, I really enjoyed this rewatch of it. Um, Yeah, me too. Like, thousandth time. Gonna put you out glass in the park Now that I'm above my knees I've picked up Oh, just to talk about, like, locations real quick. Yeah. Um, I love his room. I, like, think his room is really just, like, a super unique and, like, really well thought through. Like, there's all, like, he's got paintings on the wall which I actually painted on my walls at one point and now I realize that that was my inspiration for it um I totally forgot that like that's why I painted on my walls but um he's like this big like submarine like on his wall um and you see it in like one of the first shots when he's like my name is Oliver he's like a bunch of like really interesting posters and like polaroids and like I just like like his room is set up very eclectic also his bed is like monochrome blue I don't know if you noticed that but like yes Mm -hmm. totally just blue um, yeah. Yeah, the colors, I mean, in this film are, like, basically primaries, like, mm-hmm. um, we can, which even reflects in, like, their costumes yes. as well. Um, also, I think it's interesting because with the aesthetic, the film kind of, like, bounces between, like, mostly focusing on the aesthetic and then kind of, like, just living in the aesthetic through the plot. So whenever something, I think by, like, part, I think it's mostly, like, the aesthetic is there and he's like in the plot but when you have these montage moments it's like it's actually like mostly about the aesthetic and I think that's like I don't know it's just a very good balance and I'm not really sure how he did it so well but like it just balances really well you get both you get like great aesthetic and you get like great plot like mm-hmm. it's mixed together also I just think it's funny like in that very opening thing we get like that emotional change oh my god where he talks about how if he died, like, this is what happened, and, like, literally in the prologue, like, you go, you get, like, the really sad music that you'll hear later on in the movie, because he's, like, here's what I think would happen if, if I died, like, what my school would have, like, a vigil, like, candlelight vigil, so funny. Yes, no, he does so many things where he, like, 
imagines this like grand like yeah. story that would happen to him and yeah like... <laughs> that that scene in particular like it's it's aesthetic is like perfect i'm obsessed with that one the scene then i shoot through the night and the costumes. Costumes. I think, I mean, for the whole film, he's basically, like, in his school uniform. Yes. And, like, a black coat. His color is blue. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's five colors that each of the characters have. So, Oliver is blue. Jordana is obviously red. Red, of course. Um, Jill is... Can you guess? Yellow. Yes. <laughs> Jill is yellow. Lloyd, the dad, is brown. And Graham is black. So, like, those are their colors, right? Um, and I think that's why, like, so much of, the, like, the water, the ocean imagery is, like, with Oliver is because, like, he's blue. Um, but, yeah, so it's also, like, he's extremely well-kept. Um, and I think the hairstyles, everyone... He kind of looks like a beetle to Yeah. Me. <laughs> no, but I think it's funny because if you look at him and his parents, all three of them have, like, an extreme part and, like, a huge, like, swept-over bag. Mm. Like, it's really interesting. Um... But I think all of their haircuts are kind of, like, 20th century. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, ambiguous a little bit. Um, yeah, so Jordana is always in, like, her red coat. Yes. And, like, she has a few different, like, red accessories that kind of show up. She has, like, the red heart glasses. Mm-hmm. She wears, like, a red headband at one point, too. Yeah. Um, she also has, like, a red sweater. So, like, they very much, like, there's not too much bright color in this film, but, like, the red coat, like, stands out. Yeah. For sure. Um, and also her bob is super iconic. Like, she yes. has the same haircut the whole time. Yeah. It's a great haircut. Everyone kind of, like, everyone's kind of, like, a cartoon character. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, a very realistic cartoon character. I totally agree with Pretty that. much the, the entire film, like, the characters' outfits aren't super, like, they don't change too much. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're Even, in uniform, yeah. basically. Like, Jill's costumes change, but she always has the same basic, like, flowy skirt, blouse, pearl, sweater, yeah. you know, like, like, kind of flowy and, like, light colors, but, um, always kind of the same. Okay, anyways, Lloyd, I think what really sticks about Lloyd, his kind of, the, like- The father is yeah, Lloyd. He, his outfits kind of change a lot. I think the actor is actually, um, from New Zealand, which is interesting. Oh, I- it was funny, I was watching the film, and I was like, that's, he sounds like Australian for yeah. a second there. <laughs> he did! Uh, I know exactly what second you're talking about, because I was like, whoa, his New Zealand accent popped out. Oh my god, it's um, funny. But yeah. Anyways, um, he, like, always has a huge, like, thick sweater. And I think that's, like, interesting, because Jill always has, like, kind of, like, thin, flowy clothes, and he's, like, thick sweater, mm-hmm. that, you know. And his, like, crazy hair is so iconic. Yeah, I mean, the beard as well. Yeah. Uh, his like bathrobe I guess that's like his main costume is his bathrobe he's like a depression bathrobe he does or she drinks his like depression hot lemon water (laughs) I think it's interesting because they point that out in like the beginning of the film and then like we see him later drinking that like lemon like hot lemon drink we're like okay so we know he's like depressed Mm -hmm. right now like yeah I love the I love the sequences I love mostly the sequence when he's explaining his dad when Oliver's explaining his dad I just think it's, like, I think he loves his mom, but I think, like, his dad is really important to him. And I love the scene because it's, like, 
you see this funny moment where like he had his TV show and he's like he didn't know how to use his arms and you like it's really funny how like his arms just kind of like really stiff but then he has he talks about the moment where his dad gave like the speech and I thought it was like a sweet scene when he's like it's six miles deep the ocean is six miles deep and it's like I don't know I just like that moment you definitely you tell he admires his dad a lot and like his father is a uh like Maria he studied marine biology but I don't know exactly his jobs but like they say it, but... Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but, like, so, like, Alter that... Alter Tate speaks, like, 10 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, like, that, like, kind of water, like, imagery, the ocean imagery, like, you know, it comes from his dad, mm-hmm. too. Um, Cute. I think his dad is also just, like, a soft-spoken guy, and I think, like, I like, like, thought about his dad's character, but it's funny, because that's, like, sometimes, when, when his parents are, like, having their fight, that's what his mom is like. She's like, I wish you would, like, stand up for yourself mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, okay, Graham. We, we kind of already talked about his yeah. hair, his leather jacket. It's, Classic 80s. Yeah. It's funny because he wears all black, but then his thing is, like, colors. Like, I think that's, like, a funny yeah. thing. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I mean, most of the film, the lighting outside is pretty just, like, cloudy the whole time. Yeah. Because it's whales. Yeah, those whales. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's, like, an important part of just, like, the whole scenic Mm -hmm. aesthetic of it all no it's like yeah it's like oh fishing town like cloudy all the time you know Um, and he refers to it as like a village which i think is interesting because like it is kind (laughs) of just like a small very very small town yeah but it's got like it's it's characters or whatever it's funny because the book goes a lot more into like the characters oh really yeah i mean i would in the town like not just like the main figures in his life, but most, like, the people... I remember there's, like, one scene in the book where, like, he goes to the doctor, and oh. it's, like, yeah, it was, like, an interesting moment. Um, I think the movie is, like, kind of separated from reality, but I think the book is, like, a little more set in reality, which I don't like as much. Mm. <laughs> I kind of like, like, the escapism of it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, and I think the cinematography also like it jumps around which i think is a really cool part of it but that has to do with like we were saying like the kind of like the cinematic references that it makes yeah and the fact that like oliver is like making movies like in his head mm-hmm. kind of exactly yeah should we play any like alex turner oh yeah, yeah let's do that i'm gonna start with stuck on the puzzle because i think that's kind of like the main okay yeah theme His father gives him like a little like tape <laughs> of yeah. cassette of like like you know songs that he listened to when he was in a, like got him through relationships yeah. and like some breakup songs on mm-hmm. there just in case yeah. he says and like so in the movie like when Oliver like puts the cassette in it'll like play one of these Alex yeah. Turner songs which is cute. I also think it's um that reminds me of something that both of his parents like they pretty like openly talk to him about like his relationship with Jordana which I think is interesting. Um, but I guess he, like, he, he try he, like, spies on people, but he's also really bad at keeping secrets, Oliver. <laughs> um, and so, I think his parents, um, 
his dad does that. His dad is, like, really there for him and, like, gives him the CD, but that's, like, his big thing. His cassette, sorry. His mom says something funny, which, I, like, I like how it comes up multiple times where she's like, just keep in mind, it's not going to matter when you're 38. Um, and she's referencing to Graham, of course, but Oliver, like, takes this to heart with his relationship with Jordana. And at the end, he's like, I think it is going to matter when I'm 38. And that's the moment when he walks into the room and does the, the dimmer switch thing. He's like, I think this is going to matter when I'm 38. Um, and I just think it's, like, it's such a cute moment. Because I think it also shows, like, how much he cares about the relationship, too. And how, like, Oliver's not the kind of kid who, in high school, he would just have, like, a relationship that he wouldn't care about. Right. No, he's a know? very romantic guy. Yeah, like, exactly. as we see, like. So, Hiding Tonight is the next one we're going to play. And it's during that first montage yeah. with Jordana on the beach. Jordana. Tomorrow I'll be quicker I'll stare into the strobe light flicker and afloat I'll stay But I'm quite alright hiding today Tomorrow I'll be faster Catch what I've been chasing after and have time to play. But I'm quite I always thought that the main dude looked like Alex Turner, yeah. like Craig Roberts, like looks <laughs> yeah. kind of like, the same like very like British face. Yeah, me? like but they have like a very similar face, but they also have similar features, like the hair. Like they have yeah. very similar hair. I don't know what it is. In the eyes, too. yeah, and the nose. In the nose. <laughs> <laughs> like almost the same thing. Yeah. I think Alex Turner's head is thinner, but other than that, they're the, they're same, they're the same. They can be related, um, for sure. Yeah, they can definitely. Be um, the last one I'm going to play is the most famous one from this. This song kind of like took off on its own. Um, most people will like would know, if you like know Alex Turner a little bit more than the average person, but not like, I'm not like a huge fan, you probably know this song. Um, but this is, it's hard to get around the wind. It's like you're trying to get to heaven in a hurry And the queue was shorter than you thought it'd be And the doorman says you need to get a wristband You gotta lift between the pitfalls But you're looking like you're low on energy you get out and walk to ensure you'd miss the But yeah, sound. that's the song that like people know that song about Alice Turner, but they don't know like that it's in a movie. Right. It's like from a movie. Yeah. Wasn't it in the scene where like his bed yes. like floats into the sea? Uh-huh. And he's like, like very it's like, kind of really the peak depressed. the yeah. peak of his depression and he's just like sad about Jana. That uh-huh. song plays. So it's a very like climactic point. Mm. But then it gets better, and then he sees Jordana, and, like, mm-hmm. they make up. So, it's a happy ending. It is a happy ending. Just takes you a second to get there. Yeah. I think what he does really well is that, like, they never say, like, okay, I forgive you, like, we're back together. Right. It's, like, you, more, like, based on, like, the what the experience of the movie, you, like, get a happier emotion from it. Yeah, cause, I mean, that's just the way they talk to each other. Like, yeah. they kind of, they have their own little way of communicating. I remember I wore, for this episode... Um, for our photo shoot, I wore my red uh, raincoat thing. Yes! So I was like, okay, oh I'm gosh. gonna be Jordana. And I wore actually this the sweater I'm wearing right now. Oh. This cable knit sweater. 
um, very inspired by like British Isles. Yes. Cable knit. I also wore these jeans. See, I only wear like, I wear the it's, same things. I think it's Aran Isles, which is Irish. So. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And. Aran Island, yeah. I also wear these jeans because I only have like two things in my closet that I wear. And. Ever? Yeah, these, these are mom jeans. So they're very like 80s as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I tried to be like, Jordana. We both, I don't know, I think we like. We both tried to be Jordana. No, we decided we were just children who went to the same school. Yeah. We just, like, could be random kids, random extras. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, we, like, rather than being a specific character, we're more, like, we're inspired by the character. Like, we could be in the film. And you kind of looked like you were, like, a little British Welsh student. Yeah, I had, like, my plaid skirt on. But it was, like, it was, it's funny because I think the plaid is, like, blue and red. So, like, it was perfect. It, like, Mm -hmm. could be in the film. And I had, like, my brown sweater and, like, that button down so I was definitely like had like the I was just gonna go to school the vibe, with that. Yeah. yeah you could definitely like walk on the big coat yeah. the set and like fit in yeah we down. both could have yeah <laughs> we could have been like the sisters who stabbed Chip with the compass yeah we could definitely be those for sure the scene where the guy poops in the <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you just watch the film. Yes. Like, so um, we spoiled it all for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. You're not going to understand, like, you're not going to laugh at the guy pooping in the courtyard yeah. unless you, like, watch him yeah, do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So, that was all for this episode. Um, we encourage you to go watch Submarine. It's free on YouTube, actually. So. No, I have the DVD. So, you can also just text me. Yeah, Emma will send you, personally send you the DVD. Lend it. I will lend it out to you. Um, so email us. <laughs> don't give the email. Because <laughs> uh, fun fact, um, someone used it to, like, um, set up a <laughs> dating site profile. What? And I was like, I had to email the people and I was like, oh, this is my podcast email. And they were like, we're so sorry. <laughs> For real? Yeah. When did this happen? <laughs> this happened, like... Last semester. Oh my god, that's so funny. What dating? What? So you communicate with the like sisters? An Indian oh my god, yeah. how do they even get the specific combination? Because our email address, like name, is not like we said it for a few episodes. It was around the time when we had said it in the episodes, like a few episodes in a row, and I was like, oh, okay, we're not saying the email again on our episode. Uh, happy you're listening though. Um, don't use our email. <laughs> Was that someone who was like a listener or I don't know. <laughs> but I, they got the email, so I think they might have just said a random combination of like, maybe, maybe letters maybe. and like came up came up with that. I don't know. I don't know. That's funny. But yeah. Though. You can also just DM us on Instagram at MTMTEYE if you want to lend a movie from me. I'll ship anywhere to our Ireland DM us. Okay. So yeah. That's it, folks. Um, with great aesthetics. <laughs> with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. Woo! I'm Emma. I'm Intella. Bye-bye. Well, like a grain of diamond.